a podcast, resource, community, and digital media platform. This is Shmoney Radio. People rather talk about, like, you know, their sex lives than money, even with their friends. Casual stereotypes, they're kind of like microaggressions, you know, when we talk about gender. Like, they can be really, really harmful if they're repeated enough because people just start believing them, right? It enters common discourse and you start believing that you're either one thing or the other. You can't be a mathematician and an artist. I had a lot of friends and family asking me what they should be doing with their money. And we decided that we should start a personal finance education business. Um, because there really wasn't anything in the market for people that needed to learn about money, yet it's such a big part of our lives. It was like, okay, I'm going to go buy a bag of chips inside. And I went inside and I was like, this is dumb to use a credit card to buy like, you know, a $2 bag of chips. And I went in and I was like, I'm just going to use my debit card. And then it got declined. And so I was like, oh my God, this is my low moment. Like I don't even have enough money to buy a $2 bag of chips. Put that on credit card because I needed the chips to get me through that moment. (laughs) morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are in the world, welcome back to Shmoney Radio. I am your host, Anastasia Barbuzzi, and I'm back with a solo episode today. It's actually an episode that I've been wanting to record for a couple of weeks, but I've had lots of travel and other obligations and I really wanted to take the time to sit down and not only record an episode about today's topic but also write something about it. So there will be a blog post all about this that I will link in the show notes for you. And I'm actually recording this in my office at night. It's not too often that I record the podcast in the later hours, but I was just feeling really inspired to record this particular episode. And I thought, why not give it the time it deserves? So... I'm sitting up here alone. My husband is playing basketball with friends tonight, so I have the house to myself. I lit a candle. The vibes are right. So we're going to get right into it. And I guess I will start with the inspo behind this episode and what brought me here to record what I'm about to share with you. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, if you've been following along in the personal finance space, especially on social media for some time, you most likely know of the broke millennial, aka Erin Lowry. She's the creator of the broke millennial and she is an author. She's a fantastic personality and expert in the personal finance space and she's actually one of the OGs really if if you want to refer to her as that but she's 
really one of the first people who became a beloved and really knowledgeable voice in the space. So I've subscribed to her newsletter for some time and she wrote something a few weeks back that really hit home with me because I was feeling particularly grateful for a lot of the female friendships I have in my life and how much value they bring me and how happy they make me. And she basically started this newsletter with a bit of an anecdote about how when she was younger and so focused on paying off debt living in New York City, she had more than, I think, $35,000 in debt that she was working really hard to pay off, but her focus, her like extreme focus on this goal kind of started to detract from her female friendships and now being a bit older, a bit wiser, she really wishes that she would have invested a bit more in her female friendships and it's really interesting and it kind of hits home because I think we've all been in positions where there's there's this push-pull like a friend asks you to go out to an expensive dinner or a function and you maybe know you shouldn't but you do it anyway and maybe you regret it or maybe you say no to that invitation decline the invitation and end up regretting that as well so you know it's this really kind of difficult dynamic at times because maybe you also don't want to disappoint the other person but I'll move on to the last chunk of the newsletter and read you some of Erin's words because I think it really summed up her point here and she wrote in hindsight I wish I'd given myself the financial breathing room to indulge and invest more on friendships in my early to mid-twenties. This is one reason it's important to give yourself a fun fund. This is a savings account that allows you to just opt in and say yes sometimes. You can put a modest amount of each paycheck, but then you have a pressure release available even when you're hyper-focused on a financial goal. Investing in relationships matter. Of course, it doesn't always take money to show up for friends, but sometimes it does take money to partake in activities that are important to the people that are important to you. And I just love this, and I love the fun fund idea. I think that's really great to give yourself that buffer. This newsletter really, again, reminded me of the invaluable female friendships I've cultivated over the years. And these relationships span not only across my local community here in Windsor, but also around the world. And they really do hold an exceptional place in my heart. The bonds I have with these women have endured and transcended many boundaries beyond time and space and they enrich my life in countless ways in so many ways 
Also, what's interesting to me is that realization that the skills we employ to nurture our friendships can really seamlessly translate into how effectively we manage our money. There's actual research on how the skills we use to maintain our female friendships can help us invest it better and manage it better. And also there's the fact that it's proven we can be so much more successful when we surround ourselves with people who motivate us and inspire us and encourage us and support us. And I know I've personally benefited from so many of my female friendships. Not just in like a, I feel like when I say the word success, it almost gives off the career aspect of things, but I have, I have benefited from connections I've made through female friends or co-workers. But I also wanted to talk about this because fall is here. It was officially the end of summer the other day, which I know some of us may be a little bummed about. Now that fall's here, if you're in Canada like me, you know winter is just around the corner. And it's a time when we often find ourselves spending more time, even more time inside and less time outside engaging in outdoor activities with our friends, just getting out of the house in general or making plans with our friends to go and do something that requires us to be outside or that requires travel time. So I feel like there's really no better moment to reflect on the importance of investing in our friendships or rather think about how we will in these upcoming chilly, sometimes isolating seasons. Before I get into some ways that I think you can invest in your female friendships and ways that I personally have and consistently do, I want you to remember investing in friendships doesn't always have to be financial meaning it doesn't always require a moneyed transaction, but it definitely requires a social and emotional exchange because it takes two to tango and one-sided relationships. Those aren't very fun. Now I'm going to go over seven ways that you can invest in your female friendships and nurture those connections. Number one is to make time. And this sounds pretty simple and straightforward, but life is hectic and carving out time for your friends can be difficult, but it's essential. Whether it's a coffee date, a phone call, or a weekend getaway, it's important to prioritize spending quality time together. And just a hot tip, this is something I do, is that because life is so busy and hectic, it's really easy to let 
reaching out to someone slip your mind at the end of the day after a long work day or when you're having, you know, particularly stressful time. So I recommend setting reminders on your phone or your calendar to send a quick text or DM and that's always really helpful for me as someone who is constantly looking at their calendar during the day. Number two is kind of in the same vein, but it's to remember important dates. So I know I'm someone who mixes up a lot of birthdays, especially during months where there's a lot of them. Like November is a crazy month for both my husband and I's families. I have so many friend birthdays during November. That's why Again, marking down birthdays, anniversaries, and special occasions really works, but it also really matters. A simple heartfelt message on these days can really strengthen your bond with someone, and it's greatly appreciated. I know when I get a birthday text from someone, or I get a text from someone on the day of something exciting happening in my life, That's always really nice. It's always really nice to hear someone cheer you on who you maybe weren't expecting to hear from as well. The next tip is to go deep in conversations. While small talk is helpful when breaking the ice, especially with a friend that you maybe haven't seen in a little while, it can be necessary, but why not try engaging more meaningfully. Share your dreams, your hopes, your fears, your aspirations, and I encourage you to ask your girlfriend about theirs. It's in these vulnerable moments that friendships really deepen and people feel seen or, again, genuinely appreciate being asked. Number four is share laughter. Laughter is the best medicine, but it's also a very powerful bonding tool. Sending a meme that you think your friend would find relatable or funny, a quick message, a photo of you two together, or reminiscing about a cherished memory can really brighten someone's day. Number five is, I think, one of the hardest It's to embrace each other's differences. Friendships aren't always smooth sailing, especially when you spend a lot of time with someone who's maybe like a sister to you. It's easy to kind of get ticked off with one another or get annoyed. And (laughs) if you know, you know, I think we've all been there. But realizing that it's okay to have disagreements is key. It's really key to approach your differences with respect and empathy and know that it's okay to agree to disagree. Number six is thoughtful gifts. So while gift giving can be a meaningful way to show appreciation and maybe nail someone's love language or fulfill your own, I know that as I've gotten older, thoughtful gifts have been or become a way that I really show my love for someone 
or show them that I'm thinking of them. But it's really essential that you set a budget for those thoughtful gifts that aligns with your financial goals. The thought behind the gift often matters more than the price tag and I don't think anyone should be stressing themselves out about a purchase you make for someone else that's really supposed to spark joy. So I really recommend setting an amount before you shop and stick to it. And for the last tip, it's to understand varying communication styles. So everyone has their unique way of staying connected. Some people really love frequent texts while others prefer periodic catch-ups. I fall into, I think, the periodic catch-up group. I am not a huge back-and-forth texter. I often take a little while to respond, especially during a work day, but the people close to me really know that. So understanding and respecting each other's communication styles will not only help you communicate better, but it really will save your sanity as well. Again, if you're someone who doesn't like a bajillion texts, this is really key. I think what's also key here is believing that not needing to talk every day doesn't diminish the strength of your friendship. And that's one of the most important lessons I think I've learned, especially in adulthood. Some of my closest friends live in completely different provinces or countries, but our sisterhood is still so strong. You know, we don't have to talk every day, but we can pick back up where we left off. And that is so beautiful to me. Overall, I think friendships are invaluable assets, but they require investment and care. The personal growth and support they can provide is really immeasurable. And if we're speaking metaphorically, if you want a metaphor, think of your friendships as priceless investment pieces. I want to also shout out my female friends that I've had the pleasure and honor of maintaining some of the most loving, honest, inspiring, and really just incredible relationships with. So Jackie, Riley, Ruth, Alyssa, Alexia, Avery, Kristen, you guys mean the absolute world to me. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I love you so much and we just keep on pushing. We just keep on surviving no matter how far apart we are. And lastly, I encourage you to share this with a gal pal you really love, someone you want to honor or someone who maybe just needs to hear this today to reinvest in their female friendships. And who knows, it might be the start of building an even stronger relationship together. That's all for today's episode. Again, I was just feeling really inspired to sit down and talk about this. I think it's so incredibly important, especially because we live in a world that often likes to see 
women compete instead of coincide and encourage each other and support each other. People like to see us pitted against each other and I think what we need more of is the opposite. So if you like this episode, again, give it a like, share, rate, review, pass it along to a friend who you love or someone who you think maybe needs to hear it. And I will see you next week on Shmoney Radio. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk soon. This is Shmoney Radio. Is this thing on?